This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Well, hello and welcome back to your favorite show, Jones Financial Talk. This is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, if you'd like more information about what you hear on this great show today, you can go to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Actually just changed a lot on the website, but you're always going to have access to our radio shows. And you can also subscribe to this program on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Always here for you in the Rogue Valley. Now, listeners, today we're going to talk a little bit about saving after the age of 50. If you're around 50 and your retirement savings is running short of where you'd like it to be, all is not necessarily lost because there are plenty of steps available that can help add a little extra fuel to your retirement savings after the age of 50. So what we're going to do today is I'm going to bring in my co-host, Tony Shore. We're going to explore this topic a little bit. Tony actually might be 50 or a little bit after <laughs> the age of 50. So this might be beneficial for him. Hey, now, Nick, let's not be, uh, I, I know that I look like I'm only about 30. First of all, I, I only look about 30, but yes, I am over 50 years of age. So this will apply to me. That's why I'm really going to be listening intently to what you have to say today, as I always do. But I'm really listeners going to take. Tony notes. always tells me that he's got a great, great face for radio. I have the and he perfect does. face for radio. <laughs> uh, I've got to watch my health, though. My doctor said if I don't start eating right, I'm going to be dead before I'm 30. So I've got to watch that. <laughs> You're past that. <laughs> So uh, this is good. I mean, uh, so many of us, once you hit 50, uh, if you're 50 or over, you really want to make sure you can boost that retirement savings. Uh, You really want to kind of kick it down before retirement so you'll have enough to last throughout retirement and so you can retire when you want to, right? That's exactly right. Lots of things happen in your 50s that give you more benefits to be able to save more. Yes. You know what I mean? What we'll talk about today. Yeah, that sounds good. But first, Nick, before we jump into it, how have you been doing? Uh, we've had a great a great time this year so far in the Rogue Valley. The um, spring has passed us. We're in the summer. It's actually raining off and on. <clears throat> kind of nice. Uh, but markets are doing better. People are feeling good about their investments. Still calling and asking questions. Prospects, lots of them. But we're doing well, Tony. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah, there's been some positive news lately regarding the economy and the market, so that's good. Uh, Of course, things change daily, so you've got to really stay on top of it and have a solid plan in place, which is what we're talking about uh, today. Um, I think people don't want to have to worry about whether they have enough money to live the way they want in retirement. So uh, where do you want to begin? Sure. So, you know, there's lots of legislation that comes out every single year that helps people save more for retirement. 
Okay. And, and, uh, one of those, uh, that you definitely should be talking with your financial advisor about on a daily, I'm sorry, on an annual basis is retirement plan catch-up rules. So remember that anyone who's nearing 50 or has already celebrated the 50th birthday has the ability to implement some of these benefits in their own retirement accounts. And so with employer-sponsored retirement accounts like 401ks and 403bs, there is a a huge catch-up contribution opportunity for folks that are 50 and older. And that contribution goes well beyond the plan's initial limits, so you can save more before you hit the retirement age, okay? And for non-employer individual retirement accounts like IRAs and Roth IRAs, there's also a nice catch-up opportunity. And so this means that, you know, whether your account is employer sponsor or you've, you've gone on your own and set up your own account, there's definitely opportunities on both sides here. Um, Tony, a little tidbit. If you contribute an additional $1,000 a year to your IRA and $7,500 a year to your employer-sponsored plan, that's a grand total of $8,500 a year extra that you can put in. And if that money compounded at just 4% annually during the ages of 50 to 65, it would be worth somewhere around $170,000 when you retired. Wow. So- huge difference with these catch-up contributions. Yeah, that's a big difference. And if you're running a bit behind on your retirement savings, catch-up opportunities like those would seem like an ideal reason to work with somebody like yourself to make sure you're taking advantage of them and doing the right thing. Exactly. And, you know, maxing out retirement savings may be uh, another smart Play. So folks who are at least 50 years old may benefit from contributing the maximum allowed into these accounts. And for 2023, the limit for 401ks for those that are 50 and older is $30,000 that they have the opportunity to put away. That's exactly right. And another example, just for our listeners to see how important this is, uh, a 51-year-old who put in $30,000 a year every year for 15 years that averages okay, just 6% would have a total of about $750,000 when they retired at the age of 65. And if that person kept contributing that much until they're 70, the balance is going to be north of a million dollars. Wow. So just think about how powerful that is. I mean, it's a huge amount of money to be able to put away in a very short period of time, which is why we want you to do it. Between those ages of 50 and 65 or 50 when you think you're going to retire, try to defer as much as possible. Yeah, good advice. And, you know, if you're in good health and you enjoy your job, working until 70 and contributing the max amount to your retirement account may certainly be doable and pay off. Definitely. And speaking of health, Tony, another thing that we talk a lot about is our health savings accounts. Um, And this is uh, an area that you can also use a catch-up from a financial standpoint. And so if you're enrolled in a high-deductible health insurance plan, you may want to consider, you know, dedicating the maximum allowed to it every single year. And um, assuming that your HSA balance has grown, you can talk with your financial advisor, you know, about ways to invest in long-term money options inside those plans to get some better growth. And so another bucket of money where we just want you to consider putting more away. And, you know, I always say that the HSA is the, tr- the triple tax threat, right? So it's a tax deduction uh, when you when you put the money into the account, the, the money grows tax-free. And then when you take it out, use it tax-free for any health-related situation. So a great, great thing to talk 
uh, with your advisor about. And many local credit unions and banks offer these as well. Um, So something you should think about. Yeah. And you have to qualify for an HSA. Some people uh, won't qualify. I think you have to have a high deductible um, health plan. Health plan. That's right. But if you do, wow, the HSA sounds like an amazing account uh, that would be very beneficial, right? Definitely. Yeah. Um, the idea here is when you get closer to retirement, there's lots of different things that you can do to put yourself in a better situation in your 60s and beyond. Yep. And health savings accounts can help pay for some of the premiums and medical costs that you're going to incur later on in life. Yeah. Good point. HSAs. And to learn more about that, they can meet with you and some folks there in your office that specialize in those things. Now, what about Social Security? Does that fit into a retirement catch-up strategy? So it kind of, it could. Um, The average retirement age is currently somewhere around 61 in our country. But that doesn't mean that someone looking to stash away more money can't retire well after that age, right? And so for those that are born in 1960 or later, the full Social Security retirement age is currently 67, at which point you're going to get 100% of your monthly benefit. However, if you delay filing until you're 70, your payment increases by 8% a year. And that increase ends once you turn 70. So everybody's going to take it at that point. Um, now, <clears throat> an interesting stat from the Journal of Financial Planning, you know, is that beginning Social Security at 70 rather than 62 increases your monthly payment by 77%. 77%. A huge difference. And it's because you waited those extra eight years before you started drawing your benefit. Right. And you hear the majority of people file early at 62 as soon as they can because they think that's the way they're going to get more money, but that is not necessarily the case. That's right. It's obviously fully dependent on your specific situation, uh, including, and most importantly, thinking through your actual employment through the years of 60 to 70. If you're still working, it's not necessarily a great option to pull Social Security, but if you are done working and you don't want to work anymore, maybe that is an option. And so we talk a lot about social security maximization, Tony, you and I have on our show. Um, That's just another thing that you need to sit down and talk with your advisor about folks. All right. Well, Hey, you know what? We should probably take a quick break here. And before we do, Nick, I want you to let our listeners know about the special offer you have. Sure thing. If you go to jonesfinancialtalk.com, um, we literally are updating that page uh, very regularly. You're actually going to notice <clears throat> in the next week or two that we have a completely revamped new site with lots of new ways that you can get a hold of us. So please go to that website, jonesfinancialtalk.com. Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions at 541-773-9567 or visit jonesfinancialtalk.com to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. And welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And I'm here with our host. The man with the plan is none other than Nick Jones. And the crowd goes wild for Nick. You know that. Yeah. (laughs) But we're having a great show today. We're talking about saving after 50. Catch-up contributions, really making sure that you're going to be ready when you retire. And, 
that really is your whole life. You should be saving for retirement and uh, saving and investing. Uh, but you really want to kick it down. There's a lot of strategies that kick in at age 50. And we've been talking about those. Uh, I think it's been a valuable show so far today, Nick. What do you have for us next on the agenda? Well, good, Tony. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, another thing that I wanted to just bring up in a way for you to uh, be in a better financial situation in your 50s and 60s is by considering paying down your household debt, you know, and um, you may be able to earn money by actually reducing your debt. So let me give you an example. Consider a person who has, you know, large credit card balances and you can't quickly pay it off. And so that person is just stuck in that financial hamster wheel, right? With their credit card company, they're, they're running and running, they're spinning the wheel, spinning the wheel, and they never get anywhere because interest is so high. Yeah. But you know, if that same person has an employer sponsored retirement plan that they've been putting money into for many, many years, they may be able to seek a loan from that account to eliminate that high interest credit card debt for good. And, you know, from there, they'll be able to enjoy stronger cash flow and begin saving more and more for retirement. The interesting thing in this situation is the interest that you pay inside this type of loan inside your account actually gets paid back to yourself. And so that could be a way for you to, you know, um, reduce some outstanding debt that you have before you retire. Sure. Sure. That's interesting. Um, and I know that, you know, for the most part, you recommend people don't touch those retirement accounts because they're for retirement. But in certain situations, uh, and depending on the person's situation, uh, there may be options there, correct? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And Tony, I don't want to um, get in trouble from you again, like I usually do on the show from time <laughs> to time. But, you know, the next thing is to thoroughly review your entire monthly Budget. Oh, you use the B word. That's a right? bad word. And budget. I mean, it's the same thing. If you don't spend money, it's easier to have more. Right. right? right. So if you cut your expenses and you reduce your overall debt, you're going to have more opportunities to save more and more for retirement. And so um, that's probably going to free up uh, a modest amount of cash each month. A lot of people, when they're working, ha have good income and they don't worry about a budget. But the truth is, when you get closer to retirement, if you don't sit down and consider what's going on within your budget, you'll have no idea that maybe for the five or 10 years prior to retiring, you're just throwing money away that you didn't think about, you know, and didn't add it. So um, even just an extra $100 a month for a 10 to 15 year period is going to grow. And with compounding interest, I mean, it's going to make a significant difference in how much you have to retire. And so um, just a, a thought there, uh, you know, you don't always have to make more money. One way is just to save more right. by looking at your budget. Right. And then by saving more, you can take care, make more money by utilizing that compounding interest. That's right. So you'll have, That's you'll right. have more money after you stop working and stop getting that paycheck, right? Uh, once exactly. that paycheck stops, you're, you're paying yourself basically. So you've got to build up that fund uh, and do it in the best way possible. Um, you know, it reminds me, I mean, uh, you know, you've talked about this before, but, uh, the saying a penny saved is a penny earned. That makes sense. Yep. Plus compounding interest. It's actually more than a penny earned. If you, if you save a penny in the right place, it's more than a penny earned, right? Definitely a, more than a penny earned. I love Ben Franklin quotes. You know, one of my favorites is, um, an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. Ah, 
I love that. Yeah, that's right. A good so one. the knowledgeable retiree book that you and I have talked a lot about on our show, yep. um, you know, is a is a testament to that, obviously, and that's why we do it. Just like this show today. I mean, a lot of our listeners, you know, just um, are are looking for education, and that's what we're trying to provide. Yeah, so, and you have books you can give our listeners as well, right? De- definitely, we've got lots of free copies of our book that we'd be happy to share with you. Uh, great information in there uh, for sure, and lots of different covers, lots of different topics that we talk about on our shows uh, throughout uh, different. Very weeks. cool. Okay, so what else can we do, Tony? Another piece of advice: keep working. Just keep working a little bit longer. Sure. And I want you to keep an open mind when I tell you this. I'm not saying to necessarily stay on the current job that you're in. There's always other options, and so. You know, you can retire from the career that you've had and that daily, you know, eight to five Monday through Friday grind. But when you retire, you don't have to be done working completely. You could work part time a few days a week doing something that you like, you know, at a local coffee shop or a bookstore or a golf course. Um, It's going to provide you with obviously some extra cash that's going to help float some of the uh, expenses that you have on on a daily basis for some of the fun things you like to do. It'll keep you involved socially with people, but more importantly, it will help delay how much money you're going to start drawing initially off of your retirement savings. And so just another thing to think through um, that I talk a lot uh, with uh, with some of my clients that still want to be somewhat employed. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, it depends on your health and your situation. Again, everybody's different, uh, but maybe I just have to keep working a couple more years or work uh, during retirement. You can call the shots, as you mentioned, uh, on when and how you work during retirement. So it's more your choice rather than because you have to. So you can make the most of it. That's exactly right. And the the point here that you're making, Tony, is, you know, you just really need to sit down with your advisor and, and talk with them about additional savings opportunities, right? I mean, when you're building a financial strategy after you're 50, it's going to be important to thoroughly consider your current life stage and and the typical earnings for others who are at your current age. And so those annual incomes and averages based on your age, you know, are going to often hit a ceiling in your 50s and 60s, um, you know, before you retire. And so that, you know, that age group that we're talking about, those 50 to 65 year olds are also going to have other things that are happening in their lives that are going to be beneficial and help them like the kids, right? Their kids are, are going to be entering adulthood themselves and they're not going to be on your payroll any longer. Or hopefully you know? not. And so hopefully yeah. not. Right. And so that's going to free up some cash and, um, you know, it'll be, it'll be an opportunity for you to sit down, talk with your advisor about doing things like maybe paying off your mortgage or saving more, um, you know, depending on, on what those opportunities might be for your specific situation. Yeah. I mean, uh, if you have higher earnings and smaller expenses, you may have more saving opportunities to, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, do those catch-up contributions. I mean, you can put up to $30,000 a year away, so that's really good. And I know that uh, we're getting close to the end of this segment, but in the time we have left, tell us why working with a financial advisor such as yourself is so important when it comes to this. Well, I think for the majority of people that are listening, it's that, you know, needing that free second opinion of just knowing that you're going to be able to accomplish the goals um, that you desire, right? And you don't have to panic. I mean, everybody is in the same situation and going through the same things 10, 15, five years before they retire. The point is, 
If you're sitting down with somebody on a regular basis, if you're doing reviews with them, if they're building you a financial plan, if you're talking about all the topics we've discussed, um, they're going to highlight for you the types of things that you have to focus on. And if you start focusing before you retire, you're going to be in a lot better situation. So let somebody like me take that anxiety away from you. You know, just take us up on the offer to sit down and review things uh, uh, at any time. We've had a great conversation so far today. We're talking about saving after 50. You've told us about some of the things we can do to play catch up if we're 50 and older um, and how much we're going to need to save to enjoy our preferred retirement lifestyle. What do you have for us in our final segment? So I'd like to continue kind of our discussion um a little bit more and focus on maxing out social security. And so we touched on social security a couple times earlier in the show, but I think it deserves more, more focus. And so let's talk through some things. So the first tip I have for you is make sure that you work at least 35 years because your social security payment is tabulated using your 35 highest earning years. And so if you don't work at least 35 years, those non-working years are marked as zeros and they can reduce your payment drastically. Even low earning years are better than zero years, if you think about it from a math standpoint. Now, if you're well-established in your career and earning as much as you ever have, you know, waiting to file at your full retirement age or even waiting to file at 70 can provide you with a few more valuable high earning years in that social security tabulation. Most people make the most the last couple of years that they work. So if you can push into retirement and work a few extra years, it's going to be hugely beneficial. Yeah. It replaced those zero years with uh, some uh, earning years because uh, even something's better than nothing. And if working a little longer means some of those low earning years are replaced by the higher earning years, it's worth it to put up with that commute a little longer, maybe, especially if you're, you do enjoy your work or the people you work with. Definitely. And Tony, you know, another tip is don't file before you hit your full retirement age. And that's something that we talked about earlier, but I want to spend a little bit more time on it because it is a big one here. And, you know, as some of you are probably aware, your monthly social security payment is reduced if you choose to begin payments prior to that full retirement age. And the full retirement age is currently 66 for people that were born between 1943 and 1954. And then it increases in two month intervals between the ages of those that were born in 1955 um, through 1960. 1960, it's 67 and older for the age. So if you file at the age of 62, your monthly payment is going to be about 25% smaller than if you filed at the age of 66. And it will be 30% smaller than if you if you did it at the full retirement age of 67. So you just really got to think through those details before you make that decision. Wow, yeah. 30% can be a lot over a lifetime of Social Security payments. That's, uh, that's really something. Uh, what about waiting to file for Social Security at 70? If you have the opportunity to do that, then you're going to definitely benefit from earning some delayed retirement credits. And, and they're going to nudge your payment up by 8% a year every year that you delay between the ages of your full retirement age for most people, 67 and 70. Um, and so, you know, if you wait to file until you're 70, okay, you're going to position yourself to earn up to four additional years of delayed retirement credits. And that's going to drive uh, your monthly payment up by an additional 32%. So 
folks with a full retirement age of 67 um, obviously would only be able to have delayed retirement credits for three years, but that's still a huge jump. 24% in their you know monthly payment that they're going to have. It's a big difference, Tony. Yeah. What about social security strategies for married couples? Yeah. So married people are allowed to claim social security payments that are worth up to 50% of their spouse's benefit if that amount happens to be higher than their own payment. And so you're going to qualify for that full 50% um, if you sign up for social security spousal payments at your full retirement age. Okay. And so they, those payments, so the spousal payments can shrink if you claim them before you reach your full retirement age. Um, now ex-spouses may receive spousal payments if their marriage lasted at least 10 years. And so that's things that that's something to definitely discuss with the social security administration, as well as your, uh, advisor also. Now, Tony, a lot of people ask me, what happens if I'm married and, um, somebody, uh, passes away? Um, so the surviving spouse is probably going to be able to inherit the deceased spouse's monthly payment if it's higher than their own current monthly payment. Um, married couples may be able to increase the social security payment the surviving spouse receives by having, you know, the higher earner delay their filing date also. So all of these different specific tweaks to your payments is exactly why you need to sit down with somebody, go through some social security uh, projections and maximization reports like we have at our fingertips to, to really talk about your specific situation and figure out how you're going to get the most bang for your buck. I mean, this is a, um, a program that you've paid into for your entire working years, 35 plus years. So don't just say, I'm going to go ahead and apply for benefits without doing some research. This is a huge decision. Yeah. Yeah. And one that uh, you need to probably work with a financial professional like yourself uh, before making that decision. And anyone out there who's listening, who hasn't filed or just recently filed, you need to have the social security maximization report run. And so I think that's another great thing along with the book that you can get if you uh, contact uh, the Jones and Associates and set up that complimentary consultation. So anything else to add before we go? We're out of time for today's show, Nick. I think we've covered quite a few things today. Uh, Tony, I just wanted to let our listeners know you are correct. If you just go to jonesfinancialtalk.com, you can request lots of resources on there, including that Social Security Maximization Report or further detailed information for your specific case. We tailor everything to each individual client. Um, and so that is, uh, that's on your side. So please go to jonesfinancialtalk.com and, and uh, help, us, uh, help us help you figure things out. All right. Sounds great, Nick. Great show, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. 
based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.